0: October 30th, 1905, Tsar Nicholas II issues the October Manifesto, granting Russian people's basic civil liberties and the right to form a Duma. Nicholas considered doing more than basic civil liberties, but Kristen Cinema nixed it.
1: Welcome to the revisionist Halloween spooktacular, really fucking, I half-assed the Dracula this time um i'm boo ryan um fuck i did that one last time i'm brian flynn i'll think of a halloween name by the end
0: uh i am hack scary pow-er, pow were pow late capitalism <laughs> <laughs> that's scary yeah yeah sure
1: um uh, hey everything's kind of scary right now uh and Making his return to the show. We're so happy to have him back. Uh, Please welcome Michael Myers Jeffries Dahmer. Like Attorneys General. (laughs) That's how you pluralize Jeffrey Dahmer.
0: From when they made those clones, which was... I don't was, know why they decided to do start human cloning with, with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. And it was Jeffrey literally research. more like
2: hungry, hungry himbos. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: the other baffling thing about the Jeffrey Dahmer cloning was the only reason the government did it was research for the movie Multiplicity. It seems mm-hmm. like a th- a very stupid. Then they discontinued. It. Well, they were going
1: to do a grim, dark version of Multiplicity, and decided that regular Multiplicity was not even a good idea. Zack
0: Snyder was like, "I want to remake Multiplicity." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for some reason, we need to prove this technology could work in real life.
0: <laughs>
1: um, listeners, if you're new to the show. Each episode, we take a topic from history. One person. I can't
0: believe how often "restore the Dahmerverse" gets trending on Twitter. (laughs) People are obsessed.
1: Turns out the Dahmerverse is just Milwaukee. Um, (laughs) so it's a fine, it's a fine American town. Uh, don't come at me, Milwaukee. It's
2: yeah. Um, It's a place you can go. Wait, what was that? Old Milwaukee or New Milwaukee? No.
1: New Milwaukee, old Milwaukee is oh. um, an irradiated wasteland. Both the both the beer and the city. Um, each episode, we take a topic from history. One person presents the official candy inspected, no razor blades version of events. And another person presents the free THC gummies. F- get your kids fucked up. Uh, Texas history textbook version of events. And the winner uh, between those two, we say, hey, it's the truth, and then kind of forget about that uh, going forward. Yeah,
0: we did for a while remember what the stories were, but now we've done like 140 of these.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I
0: can't remember if Amelia Earhart's a hippo or what.
1: (laughs) Surprisingly, a very common common phenomenon on the ship to be turned into a hippo yeah. very fantasia <laughs> um last week uh we had the second of our three halloween episodes uh the bell witch results not in for that one yet but i can say that the actual history of the savo Maneaters, eaters uh the ghost in the darkness won out um but uh thank you to Jen Colic for that. Um and we'll we'll be closing out uh the Halloween spectacular uh this episode with Mercy Brown and the New England vampire panic. Um yes. there is there's no obligation to do it in a Dracula voice. But
0: um, I do recommend listener at home uh at any opportunity you have. That you say loudly, Daswampir! Because saying (laughs) Wampir is one of my favorite Halloween activities.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it meets the barest definition of an activity.
0: (laughs) Uh, I watched an unspecified show that featured Daswampir. I won't say which, uh, for spoilers sake. And I said Daswampir a lot. Oh, yep, yeah, I know the show you're talking about. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, of course, we're talking about the Great British Baking Show. Um,
0: right, yeah, Mary and Barry came back as a vampire.
1: <laughs> Mary, not, Mary and Barry, the former, no, no, the former mayor of yeah, Washington, D.C.
0: Not, not, the, not the mayor, is it just Mary, Mary, Mary Barry? Mary Barry, right? yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, and then... After this, I can finally tell you we'll be moving on to a short series of shows about con artists. So, not super dissimilar from our Spies miniseries.
0: It's a theme. There's a theme there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People who lie a bunch. Um, Because it turns out uh, they're kind of fun. It's just to talk about. Who are
0: you lying for? You lying for yourself? You lying for your country? You know?
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I saw i saw footage of people coming back from Nam saying that. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, this week, Zach, you are doing the true story? Uh, yeah, I am. Alright, and Michael, you'll be doing the alternate? Yes. Perfect.
2: Um, I thought we were trying to trick the audience, though. No, so.
1: yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see me winking. Um, <laughs> but that's just because I'm taking my shirt off. Um, anyway... Um, that's the true horror. Um, anyway, Zach, whenever you're ready, uh, take it away.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this is a story of Dawson Pierre, but just to get it <laughs> out of the way, the true villain in this story will be tuberculosis, um. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess ignorance to some degree, but mostly
2: tuberculosis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh <laughs> primarily TB, though. Sorry, right. <laughs> so, no worries. Um, so from the late 1700s to the late 1800s, and indeed beyond that time, uh, tuberculosis was a thing, and also before <laughs> yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, and people were also another, another thing that was uh popular back then was being fucking um, stupid about science and medicine. Yeah. Uh so frequently there would be outbreaks of TB which as a disease, you know, is spread in the typical disease fashion, proximity to people who are suffering it from it and things of that nature. 5G uh, people. Also. Yeah, exactly. And 5G cell towers did a lot of it. Um It's not but, true. I'm sorry. But uh As a result, entire families or small communities would, like, in rapid succession, start getting tuberculosis, or as they called it then, consumption. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of symptoms of of TB. Uh, People who suffered from it became pale, often because of pain or coughing. They couldn't sleep. They would not be able to eat often. And frequently, there would be blood dripping out of the corners of their mouth. And that Mm -hmm. all sounds like Das Wampir. (laughs) also the inspiration Uh,
1: for the movie there would be blood or there will be blood
0: yeah damn different movie
2: there was blood
0: yeah there was indeed blood there would be blood but so basically over the course of uh, a century or so um frequently uh little dumbasses particularly (laughs) in new england for some reason um, began yeah because re- yeah there's off. a lot
1: a lot of a lot of dumbasses there. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I I have relatives in Massachusetts and I can I can pretty much say with some certainty.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they just started to believe when you know tuberculosis started catching among families or their communities. The the most probable cause was perhaps it's vampirism. They probably didn't quite call it vampirism because that word wasn't super popular yet. But mm-hmm. functionally, it it operated the same. Some kind of like curse that passed between people. Uh, corpses would rise and and make the next person you know one of their victims, so on and so forth. The first uh, record of this occurring was in 1793 with a woman named Rachel Burton um a man uh exhumed his first wife in order to save his second who was dying of tb um one common thing is that a lot of times they're going to do these tactics right to save the new victim of tuberculosis and Mm -hmm. you might be shocked to learn it generally doesn't work
1: (laughs) (laughs) because some of these tactics are um out there let's let's say i don't want to spoil it
0: yeah there's some interesting stuff. I feel like this is a
2: this is definitely a question coming from a place of privilege. But how do you cure tuberculosis?
0: <laughs> uh, I believe there's like vaccines and the like for it, probably. Um, uh, is there it, anything
2: that actually works for?
1: Yeah, I, I think. Well, there's also now drug-resistant tuberculosis. Uh, I think it's an anti. I think it's typically treated with antibiotics.
0: Yeah, it seems
1: um, that's the case. Yes, um, yeah. but of course, as is the case with other diseases primarily treated by antibiotics, um, we kind of tried to nuke them and instead created a race of super diseases. So, um, mostly TB is definitely treatable. There yeah, are a it's couple a bacterial strains bacterial
0: are... in function. It's a bacterial infection, so antibiotics <laughs> should do the trick. Of course,
1: when George Clinton gets it, it's a bacterial infection.
0: Yeah, was, absolutely. Uh, and when Schoolhouse Rock gets it, it's a bacterial con- con- conjunction uh, junction. Um, regardless, so oftentimes, if someone suspects the first person who died of TB would often be the ones like, okay, that's the master daswampir We gotta dig them up. We gotta we gotta look in their hearts to see if there's fresh blood we got to see if their hair and fingernails have grown, all this kind of shit, and if that's the case, then we got to do something about it. And there were a few different remedies. Uh I'll mention some of these again as we go on to more examples, but some of the remedies, uh not all of which are in the prominent exa- used in the prominent examples, um include uh like when somebody dies of TB, you have to like turn your mirrors around so that you can't if you catch your reflection in the mirror like shortly after someone dies of TB or while the body's in the house. Like, that's an ill omen. There was all kinds of crazy superstitious shit like this. And or, for instance, um, they would sometimes take these exhumed bodies, flip them around, right? And bury them facing downward thinking, okay, when the vamp- when Das Vampir wakes up, um, it's going to try and get out of its grave, not going to know that it's upside down and dig <laughs> deeply into the earth. Swamp Pierce famously <laughs> stupid.
2: Face <laughs> down, ass up uh, keeps vampires from getting to suck. <laughs>
0: yeah, that word mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> now, now, just take that and imagine Ludacris saying it.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a popular phrase. In New England at the time, uh, there were some extra E's on the end and shit, but that was basically
1: it. Yeah, of course, um, people would say I want to b-, b-, b bite you on your neck uh, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> I can't adapt fantasy that much. A song <laughs> I
0: can't believe my parents let me listen to in middle school. Well, they did a bad job with you, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... The other thing that they would often do is they would take out like a heart and the liver, things like that, and burn that shit. And mm-hmm. that would theoretically kill the vampire. You could also cut off the head. Classic vampire shit. Right. So let's look at it a couple more examples real quick. Um, so. There were examples of unnamed people in Ipswich in the 1810s, a man named uh, Samuel Saladay. Um, in uh what was this 1816 to 1817 um whose entrails they burned in a fire uh in the presence of the surviving members of his family (laughs) um that didn't work a lot of people still died of tb after they did that (laughs) um uh yeah uh and and also it's worth noting that a lot of the reasons they thought tb happened was like just being drunk, or just that poor people were dirty, which yes. the second one is probably semi true. Um, like I think dirtiness, well, yeah, just because, not, of like, not as a result of being poor. yeah, no, like,
1: yeah, we uh, let's just wanted to clarify, I knew, I knew what you meant,
0: yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, they burned the heart of uh, another young person in the 1860s, um. Uh, there was a guy named Frederick Ransom um, uh, whose heart was burned on a blacksmith's forge on Valentine's Day. He died on Valentine's Day, eighteen seventeen. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the big ones, there's two kind of really big examples here, um, and that the first of those is Mercy Brown. Uh, Mercy Brown. Uh, was a young woman who lived in let me double check this. Uh, she lived in Rhode Island and uh, her parents had died. Uh, her parent, her mother and her sister had died some years before her of TB. Um, but there's such a thing as galloping TB, which is like you have it, but it's not manifesting in you yet. Like maybe eventually the tuberculosis will act up, but you are contagious and asymptomatic. Uh, it's possible Poe had this because a lot of people, Edgar and Poe knew got TB. So some people suspect he had galloping TB. Oh. Um, but yeah, this was a thing that possibly mercy Brown had. Um, but it did eventually manifest in her and she died. Um, uh, at a certain point, uh, in her parent, her mother died in 1882. She died, Uh, Some years later, after her brother Edwin survived TB and moved to Colorado Springs, um, she died in January 1892 of tuberculosis. Um, She was. uh, After this, her brother returned from Colorado Springs, his tuberculosis symptoms acted up again, and he died as well. Um, And neighbors began to fear for their own health. Uh, Many of them approached her father, George Brown. Um, and said that they wanted to exhume her uh, to, uh, to like, take care of this problem, right? And he didn't believe she was a vampire. He thought it was a bunch of bullshit, but was eventually pressured into letting them do this. Um, so they, they dug her up. They pulled out her heart and her liver. She was frozen in the ground for the past two months since her death. So she looked like she hadn't decomposed very much. Mm. Uh, it was like a cold winter, and so the decomposition process hadn't really gone very far. So they were like, that's Daswampir. Um they burned up her heart and liver and had this her. This is the first brother... known
1: instance of someone saying booyah, I believe, actually. Yeah.
0: Um, they had her brother inhale the uh the smoke from her burnt heart and liver to try and cure his TB. Hey, because I
2: guess...
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't work and he died. <laughs> as you might expect. Um, But the, but the case got a lot of mainstream attention. The mercy Brown case, it was like written about in a bunch of newspapers to the point where this was uh, like uh, the 1890s. Um, And Bram Stoker, uh, while in America actually got an article about it, probably around 1895 or 96. And some people speculate that the character of Lucy was based partial in Dracula was based partly on mercy Brown because her middle name was Lena, Lena and mercy mixed together kind of spells Lucy and mm-hmm. et cetera. There's other vague similarities about her sickness and things like this. Um, but the other kind of interesting example was much later, or at least it was discovered much later. Uh, and this was the incident of the um, vampires of Jewett City. Um, so basically, in 1990, uh, a couple kids in a place called Griswold, Connecticut, which had formerly been known as Jewett City, um, uh, were playing uh, in, I don't know, some some outdoor area. I don't understand how that works. I never A quarry,
1: <laughs> yeah. wherever kids play.
0: And uh, they, you know, loose, like some earth gets loose while they're running around. And suddenly a skull's rolling down the hill. And they're like, that's weird. The skulls are coming out of the ground here. <laughs> and then a,
1: an old prospector comes up and is like, Go, go, never mind. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Not not the not the Texas tea he was looking for. <laughs> so he sh- they show the skull to their mom, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> sorry just the way you said it was like hey look at what i found
1: it's fucking Uh, sweet mom
0: and uh people come and investigate the area and they find 29 bodies there and at first they're like oh shit there was just a serial killer named michael ross that we caught just recently maybe he killed way more people than we thought uh but they eventually realized the bones were much older. And it was not indeed the work of this serial killer that they, uh, they recently caught. And most of them were, you know, typical, you know, uh, burials, like uh, nothing exceptional about them, except for one uh, next to, uh, the, which was had one of the few remaining sort of semi-visible gravestones that said JB. And they pulled it out. And uh, basically, the skeleton had been rearranged. Uh, it had been beheaded, and its skull and thigh bones rested atop uh, the ribs and vertebrae, so it kind of resembled a cross. And then the mm. the you know the skull you know placed atop it. Um, so yeah, it looked like either a cross or even a Jolly Roger almost. And people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, eventually, uh, you know, as time passed. Uh, there was. they discovered that there was this thing in the 1890s or so about... Uh, uh, or 1830s, I should say, uh, about vampires. There was a vampire panic in this surrounding area, and they eventually were able to use, many years later, like this DNA tracking to figure out this guy was named John Barber. He uh, died of tuberculosis and shortly after his son, who was 12 or 13, died of TB, and they managed to find a grave next to his that said NB. So they basically confirmed this guy was Uh, one of the quote Jewett city vampires. And it's clear that like his heart had been torn out before they rearranged him. They were able to determine that. And so, uh, yeah, this was indeed another example of new England vampire panic uh, up in, up in Connecticut. And I should note uh, before closing out that this was just a, a series of weird things that happened for a while. The contemporary reaction at the time was that this was fucking stupid. um people people thought that these were like backwoods hicks being like okay like they didn't understand anything and were superstitious uh some said like that it was just a show to prove to the people that they were doing everything they could to fight tuberculosis outbreaks even though they knew it wouldn't work it was like this is a symbolic gesture we're trying um (laughs) it's such a
1: wild way to show that
0: yeah (laughs) And to appease like superstitious locals, like uh, religion was actually not that popular. Only like 10% of people belong to church, but weird beliefs popped up in that 10% uh, Mm -hmm. as they still do today. Um, And, you know, they, uh, they, they were considered uneducated and vicious. Henry David Thoreau mocked the people who did this. There's uh, in the Wikipedia article for New England vampire panic. There's this, Headline uh, picture that says like "Believe in vampires, Rhode Islanders who are sure that they do exist," and then underneath this little picture, it says "A member of the anti-vampire party," which, <laughs> which is apparently a satirical article about these dumbass beliefs. Okay, <laughs> um, but functionally, yeah, it was just these weird little scares that happened in New England because people didn't know what the fuck tuberculosis was. And that's the true story of uh, of the New England Vampire Panic.
1: And, of course, uh, Mercy Brown's story would go on to become the basis for um, a television show starring Candace Bergen, where she uh, she plays a uh, a television reporter.
0: Sure. <laughs> um, I think I've heard of that show, but I can't remember what it is. It's
1: Murphy Brown.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. It's, it's RoboCop that.
1: meets Mercy Brown. Oh,
0: God.
1: <laughs> Uh Zach, thank and you. And,
0: and also in, in the Jewett Man. City vampire case, um, there was a guy who came and he's like, You got a problem right here in Jewett City. And it's <laughs> trouble. And it, run, it starts with T and that rhymes with V and that stands for Das Vampire. And that <laughs> happened. <laughs>
1: love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we need. De- I think we're at a point where we're starting to get almost like one musical reference per episode.
0: Um, We might not use this one up front, but this is the second episode in a row where there's a baseball joke in our this day ons about how baseball is boring.
1: Yep. (laughs) Just so you know where we stand listeners, musical theater, exciting baseball, boring. So just in case you didn't know who
0: you were dealing with here,
1: Musical now theater about
0: baseball? Cancels out.
1: hmm Damn Yankees. Um, can't think of another one. Uh, I'm sure they'd try to do, like, a Sandlot musical at some point.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, but leaving their
0: own is probably right for...
1: Yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, Zach, thank you. mm mm-hmm. uh, Michael, whenever you're ready.
2: Okay. Uh, so, first of all, Zach, I'd like to thank you on how... Or, uh, Jesus Christ! I can't talk like a normal person after a day of work. Um, <laughs> Zach, I, I, I'd like to say first of all, I'm very compressed with. I'm very impressed. I've been. I'm about to call <laughs> you now. Uh, out my hand.
1: No, he's he's getting into a very small cube right now. Uh, he's being sent into the negative zone or the phantom zone. Phan- um, phantom. Yeah, I zone. That's the
2: phantom zone. You no, know, I'm not feeling negative at all. Uh, you know, I'd <laughs> like to say how creative all those things you made up were, you know, um mm. relating uh, real-world disease to uh to what happened, you know, that's um, a, a very nice touch, but I, I'd like to tell the actual true history of what happened, if that's okay. <laughs> if that's fine. fine. If, that, if, if, if that's allowable <laughs> in the, in today's PC culture. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I I mean we have moved the podcast to Texas and all viewpoints must be balanced out with the opposite viewpoint by yeah. law. <laughs> so of
1: course here comes tuberculosis is good for the <laughs> How
2: how long are we going to go down that road until there's someone on Fox News just debating that you
0: know poop actually tastes
2: good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am I can picture Tucker Carlson's dumb face mm-hmm. with a with a Chiron <laughs> He says, Poop good for you?
1: (laughs) Fauci lying about poop?
2: Plump and frozen dinners takes a new direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very hungry man. Desperately hungry man. Dinner.
0: (laughs) Could could a million dogs be wrong?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. Okay.
2: Well, um, yeah, I, I apologize. I wasn't able to write out too much about what actually happened. I had to do it over my lunch break today, but I would like to, um, start from this excerpt, uh, on a, on a great book I found, mm-hmm. um, called New England Bikes, a celebration of folklore by Dever, uh, Dr. Kevin Sanchewitz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The year is 1793. Thomas G- Gagnon, Gagnon, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. But Thomas uh, Gannon uh, wakes up with a great thirst. Thomas, along with Murphy, the family's trusted and beloved terrier, begin their walk through the early morning fog towards the farm's well, helping to quench this thirst. Later mm-hmm. that morning, Thomas's younger brother, Paul, the youngest of the Gannon family, wakes up and experiences the same thirst. He notices that the water pail is gone. Strange, since it was Tommy's job to fill it every morning. Paul also notices that, stranger still, Murphy is nowhere to be found. Every morning when he woke up, Murphy was dutifully resting at the door of the room he and Tommy shared. Mm -hmm. Paul, still thirsty, opens the front door. In addition to the fog, he must navigate through the wheat stalks which come up all the way to his chin. This time last year, he couldn't even see above them. On his way to the well, Paul hears the snapping of a branch and falls to the ground. Except it wasn't a branch. Branches aren't covered in fur. Branches aren't warm and wet. Paul begins to look around carefully. What did this to Murphy? Was it a wolf or a robber? What could it be? Paul's mind stops reeling for a second when the horrible truth comes to light, and he sees a thin hunched figure frantically crawl into the well. This is the last time Paul ever saw a Tommy. Uh, so yeah, I found that is, and, you're going to all Salem's Lot on this shit. <laughs> uh, Salem's little, oh god, that's a horrible, that's a horrible spinoff. Salem's little, where he's just talking, it's just vampires talking about their stuffies and pacifiers and all that gross pedophile shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, from what I could. Find what happened this mostly took place in a uh, town called hanton uh that's in rhode island mm-hmm. uh, for for a long time basically no one went there It was a ghost town uh because there was a big fire and people you know everything was burnt out and mm-hmm. outside of chicago back in the i don't know when chicago burnt down but Back in the olden times, when a city burnt down, that usually just kind of done. It was just, they just kind of called it like, no, yeah, we're good. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's what happened to Hanson, Rhode Island. But Mm -hmm. from the documents that people could find, uh, there were a lot of gruesome descriptions of, you know, different animal attacks, like a, a lot of what was found like diary entries and stuff like that was unintelligible, you know, mm-hmm. just a lot of hammering and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually, sort of like the
0: diaries you find in, in a resident evil game that are like itchy. Yeah. Much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, weirdly enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: coincidentally enough uh, they were and uh, yeah I lost the one um, that I was going to read because I didn't get time to write it and basically the way things ended up um, there wasn't you know there, there wasn't a lot of wildlife in the area not a lot of people it was basically you know, as a ghost town, mm-hmm. until in the 1980s, a bunch of mutilated corpses showing showed up there. <laughs> well, this town right. is hopping now. <laughs> they just, you know, they just uh, they just kind of generated out of nowhere. Like <laughs> that's
0: what gets that's what really <laughs> reminds <You know>, <laughs> me, like a video game, kind of like, uh, sure. like <laughs>
2: someone, some, some sort of didn't have time to think out all the details of a bullshit story. He made <laughs> <laughs> But basically, you know, because that happened, uh, the FBI was called in to investigate because, you know, one mangled corpse. Shame on, shame on you. A uh, bunch of mangled corpses. Shame on me. Um, <laughs> that's, <but> you, the... <laughs> that's not a
1: defense that's ever really worked in court. I think.
2: Um, It depends on how good your lawyer is and whether or not you're (laughs) your own lawyer. Um, I'll let you know how it goes next week. Um, (laughs) Basically, what they found in the area and what they found out happened to the corpses, uh, the corpses were basically just attacked by wild animals. uh, And the reason behind that, uh, the wheat that I mentioned earlier, they found this fungus on it called ergot. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, if you're not familiar, is actually uh, where werewolves came from. The whole idea behind werewolves in middle, medieval Europe. Das uh, Werepier? Uh, <laughs> das Lichen? Like uh, da, das Wolf.
1: In... Das Hound.
2: Das Houndy Boy? Das <laughs> uh
0: I guess Doss Lycanthropy, but I, I, uh, das Vampir is just German for the vampire. <laughs> oh, I, gu- I guess that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put the clues
2: together. Yeah. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, basically, people went crazy because this kid ate some hallucinogenic wheat and poisoned the well. Not like the it's a, boy, I should have thought this out. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Ooh. Well, I uh, accidentally um, stumbled on some
0: anti Semitic undertones and just wanted to say, Don't mean it, everyone. Uh, it's more like this is this is like the kid accidentally did a scarecrow fear talks and Batman begins thing to the town. Yeah, it, it has yeah, nothing to do with.
2: Kind of, just by kind of dying yeah. in a way. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, do you have any questions about that super real and very, very fleshed out <laughs> history of what happened in uh, Hampton, Rhode Island? I, 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 I,
0: I think it. I think I, I think it. Uh, I understood completely.
1: I, I will say, it did take me a minute. To realize you meant ergot was responsible for werewolves, and that it made people think there were werewolves instead of it turned people into werewolves. Oh, uh, uh, that's a joke. okay. <laughs> so it's I the mean, city. they were right then about the werewolves,
2: yeah. right? Well, ergot is uh, uh, you know it has um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Let me uh, lysergic acid, which is mm. uh, the active ingredient in LSD. So basically. Uh, This fungus grew on the wheat socks that poor people ate Mm -hmm. and drove them fucking crazy. (laughs) So they
0: both acted like and thought there were monsters. Yeah, sure. And I I did let Hanton City real place. Yeah. And I heard that a guy came by and was like, "Uh, we've got trouble right here in Hanton City. Trouble with a capital T (laughs) and that rhymes with D and that stands for LSD. <laughs> Who wants some LSD? <laughs> and that there was a whole song and dance number.
1: Um, Michael, thank you.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the LSD man now on now on Broadway. Um, off Broadway, off, off, off Broadway. Um,
0: it's in Brian's living room.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you um, knock with the right in the, the right, right pattern
2: what was that uh lsd is just the church of latter-day saints for dyslexics (laughs) 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 jesus um
1: before we move on to judgment listeners uh hey if you want to slip a little present into our uh trick-or-treat bag um why don't you write a review of this podcast on your podcast service of choice uh written reviews are especially helpful Um, just go ahead, put five stars and, you know, uh, write your, write your favorite lyric from music, man, um,
0: or your least favorite or your least favorite. Unless it has like a racial slur in it. I haven't seen music man in a long time. I don't remember any, but it's, it's very
1: easy to imagine that there would be some in there. Um, so, you know, please, yeah, please don't do that. Um, yeah jesus um you can also uh write us a letter leave us a comment ask us a question at revisionistpodcast.com just use the contact form uh or send us an email at revisionistspodcast at gmail.com uh reach out on instagram twitter um facebook or i guess it's meta now i don't know um meta world peace yeah, reach out via MetaWorldPeace, uh, formerly Ron Artest of the Indiana Pacers. There's a wild pull for Zach. I did not really think – see that I one can, coming.
0: I can incidentally hear about sports.
1: <laughs> uh, true. From I think the early 2000s, I
0: want to say um, – there's a guy named Metal World Peace. How am I gonna forget that?
1: It's true. I do still remember some player names from the first XSL. So I I really can't say shit. Um, but anyway, we also have a Patreon, and if you have you know have some extra money to throw around that you've already maybe given to a good cause this upcoming holiday season, uh, you know you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. And gain the right to vote on uh, story outcomes or uh, at $5 a month, I'll send you some fucking stickers, like podcast stickers, not like just like whatever I get in a gachapon or whatever. Hmm. Um, when? Okay, yeah, it was early 2000s. Okay.
2: Um, How many gachapon are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> you... I, I'm
1: I'm over here in the Gashapon district, so we we just moved to the west side. Um, <laughs> um, Michael, is there anything you want to plug or mention right now?
2: Um, no, I don't really do shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been that boat because it's easy. Makes it easy. There's a whole um, thing. If you have a chance to unionize, I guess. I oh, don't know. That's not yeah. really relevant to me. That's yeah. Unionize
1: bite. your workplace. Unionize your yeah. neighbor's workplace. Um, so, yeah. Zach, Run,
2: you- Try to unionize it, you know? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, just fucking going to unionize my baby, I think. Um Use so. A <laughs> Zach, you co-host uh the Movie Trap podcast.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a movie podcast. There's a competition element, but mostly we just we <laughs> Joe talk Pecci about some. Show. We talk about some movies. If you like, <laughs> if you want to hear me talk about some movies. Probably our Halloween episodes are are releasing right now. In fact, mm-hmm. they definitely are. So you know, the the next one comes out tomorrow. It's going to be about his house, mm-hmm. a Netflix movie from last year. Uh, So feel free to check that out.
1: Yeah, um, and listeners, uh, I'll say, since I don't really have anything to plug, watch His House on Netflix. It's a very good movie that is very scary in a lot of different ways. Um, His
0: House in the middle of the
2: road.
1: That's madness, right? Yeah. I believe so. Uh, yeah, they played that on young ones. Yeah, that's yes. madness. You're, okay. The
0: other one is Crosby Stills, Nash and Young, who are like, his house is a very, very, very fine house with <laughs> two uh Sudanese immigrants in the yard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that makes God. sense if you've seen the movie. Yeah. But that brings us to uh the judgment phase. Um and Zach, I feel like whoever took the actual history was going to be in sort of a different bind than usual, uh, just because, like, we didn't want to just do Mercy Brown, because it's, as you were saying earlier, before recording, stories
0: a little itself, thin. Not quite enough. Uh, um, there's a lot of similar incidents that are kind of disconnected and, you know, just connected by theme more than, than a unified narrative. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm it It's been like less of a panic
2: and more just like a general belief.
0: Yeah, there was like... Around for a while. <laughs> yeah, there was like eight or ten different towns over the course of like a hundred years that were like fucking vampires. Yeah. But
2: it's it still like,
0: like, like a... New England
2: vampire attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're vampires, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is the aesthetic <laughs> I'm going for all the time. New England vampire
1: <laughs> attitude. <laughs> that NEVA. Um that that's just a vampire who <laughs> eats a lot of Dunkin donuts. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, so uh, that's got a there's there's got to be a vampire weekend joke in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been working on one for 2 weeks. Um I've been in the lab uh late one night. Yep, late one night. When your eyes uh,
0: beheld, uh, I think an eerie sight, if you remember, if you, what you texted me is true. hmm. hmm.
1: Yeah. Can't remember the next line of Monster Mash. Um, you
2: anyway.
1: <laughs> there was, there were, like, I think it was last year where for Halloween I made a Spotify playlist of a bunch of different versions of the Monster Mash. I was like, this is going to be hilarious. And I think I made it through the Danzig version before I was like, fuck this. This is not how I want to spend my pandemic Halloween.
0: Did you have that one Nick Weiger doesn't comedy bang bang every year?
1: No, I did not have that one. Or at least I didn't get to that one.
0: Yeah. It's called the Monster Fuck.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so and uh so yeah, I think Zach you were a little just hemmed in by the format of the story uh in that it's just like it's a bunch of different uh things popping up um and I think Michael you all you played into that in a way um by doing like this sort of isolated story uh so I think also for actually giving for giving us a little bit of Actual scares um in the alternate history. I'll cast my vote for the alternate this time. Um, but uh listeners voting is now open for you via Patreon. Um again if you pledge that dollar a month. And uh check out our Instagram story uh Wednesday uh November 11th uh for the final round of voting. Uh but Zach, Michael, thank you both so much for being here.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Thanks again.
1: Yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone! From everyone here at the Revisionists, I've been um.
0: Oh, Brain. brains. Mm-hmm. hmm hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gillian Flynn.
1: G- yeah, brains, Gillian Flynn. There we go. Uh, uh, what? What was that? Brain Flynn. Brain Flynn. Yeah, oh, that's scary,
0: right?
1: Yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, we'll yeah, go you're named
0: this. after the Arthur character,
1: <laughs>
0: which is scary because he was voiced by Stephen Crowder for a while. What? True fact. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: I I did not. I didn't. I didn't know Stephen Crowder was like from anything he just like started cropping up on like twitter like six months ago to me so i did not realize he had like an actual history that's disgusting okay uh but Uh, anyway you
2: don't remember all those episodes of arthur where they were trying to say trans people don't make sense (laughs) (laughs) it was a
0: weird season it was a weird story arc
1: yeah that was when they got uh, moved from pbs to Newsmax, I think.
0: What do you think Arthur was looking at when his fist was clenched like that?
1: Uh, uh, it was a
0: unisex bathroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um listeners, donate some money to the Sylvia Rivera Law Project, please.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh who, who yeah. fights for the rights of trans and non-binary people, especially incarcerated people. Um, but for everyone here at the revisionist, I'm <laughs> not. I can't do that one now. I'm brains, Gillian Flynn.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hungover from a Halloween party at this point. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have
1: a have a spooky time.
0: Blah. Yeah.
1: Uh, bats. Flap flap. October 30th, 1920. The Communist Party of Australia is founded in Sydney, pushing for redistribution of wealth, land, and oversized spiders. October 30th, 1938. Orson Welles' radio broadcast of The War of the Worlds causes a panic among some listeners, who would later be the grandparents of Fox viewers. October 30th, 1945. Jackie Robinson signs a contract with the Brooklyn Dodgers breaking the color barrier in american major league baseball and to this day the only exciting moment to happen in a baseball stadium and last one october 30th 1961 joseph stalin's corpse is removed from vladimir lenin's tomb because
0: it turns out he was a real
1: piece of work
0: Uh, okay i've got three here October 30th, 1657, in the Anglo-Spanish War, Spanish forces failed to retake Jamaica at the Battle of Ocho Rios, sparing us for a few more years from the scourge of white guys with dreads. October 30th, 1961, due to violations of Vladimir Lenin's precepts, Joseph Stalin's body is removed from its place of honor inside of Lenin's tomb and buried near the Kremlin wall with a plain granite marker. Because I guess starving millions of people gets everyone's panties in a bunch.
1: <laughs> we we sort of went with a very similar take on that one.
0: Well, Stalin was a kind of a dick, I've heard. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've heard. Uh, <clears throat>